Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2536. So we are here with a Spinner Sunday episode. And as I was talking about Bracca in yesterday's episode, the Bad Batch briefing for Battle Scars, it occurred to me that I had not actually checked out the Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple series that was a prelude to the Jedi Fallen Order video game, and so I thought, well, heck, let's see what that's about, and it is really a crazy, fascinating, you know, mystery wrapped with an enigma situation, and we'll, you know, pull it apart a little bit here. <laughs> Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple is a five issue limited series which introduces us to Sir Junda who is the Jedi that we find in the Jedi Fallen Order game with Cal Kestis or that he finds, you know, I actually haven't done, you know, the game, the playthrough, the walkthrough, what have you, but that's coming. <laughs> and we see her in her Padawan days with Eno Cordova, who is her master. And the story opens up with a bit of a conflict to introduce us to Seer in her Padawan days to you know show us her impulsiveness and her you know tendency to rush to judgment, as it were. And so this prologue basically is a bit of a setup in the sense that it's supposed to, you know, frame what's going to be a larger idea that happens later on in the series. So they're on a planet to resolve a conflict between some monks and some Trandoshans, and they're arguing, and of course the presumption is that the Trandoshans are lying and up to no good, and Cordova is like, you know, hey, let, let's all just take a moment because he's trying to resolve things peacefully, and he takes these monks off to the side to try to talk with them about what's going on, and in the meantime, you know, Padawan is left with the Trandoshans, which maybe isn't the greatest idea anyway, <laughs> And unfortunately, Seer gets involved or, you know, inserts herself into a challenge to the lead Trandoshan's authority, and there gets to be a fight and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that the monks actually stole money from the Trandoshans, although the Trandoshans were going to use the money to do something nefarious anyway, so it was rather complicated and didn't look like what it was on his face, and they have to go back and bring Padawan Seer in front of the Jedi Council to talk about their mission, which includes talking to Mace Windu and Yoda and the... Elder Master Cordova has to remind the council respectfully, and yeah, there's a lot of like tongue-in-cheek and sarcasm in this, that sometimes ancient Jedi texts talked about instinct and judgment as ways that the Force is communicating with us before people are actually learned or <laughs> trained to understand how the Force really works and be able to listen to really understand what it is the Force is saying. 
people are learned. Listen to me. Did I really just say that? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and so Mace Windu gives him a respectfully right back. And they, you know, tongue in cheek on this series of comics is actually really well done in a lot of places. There's some great humor in it. So kudos to Matthew Rosenberg, who is the writer of this series and you know gives Yoda lines like you know after sending them off to their next mission saying you know perhaps refrain from hitting anyone else your padawan will <laughs> and you know it's just it's so it's so well done and there's a droid um oh gosh um and N3LO or N3LO, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And N3LO has some fantastic, just flatly delivered dialogue as well. That droid comes back from the battle and announces, all of you who said we would be slaughtered, most of us were not. <laughs> and like, that was, I think, you know, the line that really got me. But there's a ton for that character. It's just really, really awesome. And so the main plot takes them to this planet on Tatho, which has mostly joined the Republic, except the um, nation state of Phylar, which has not. But there's apparently some temple that the Da Corporation wants access to and has been given permission to go to it for all intents and purposes but basically the way things start out it looks like the Jedi have been suckered into acting as a show of force to the Phylari to you know give these dog corporation people access to the temple they go rolling to meet the Phylari in armored tanks basically and the um the armored convoy is attacked and Master Cordova is thought to be dead, and Master or Padawan Junda is taken prisoner, and yeah, it gets very complex from there. So initially, you think that it's the Phylari that are attacking them, at least that's what they're you know trying to make you think. But then it turns out that one of the attackers had been killed when they were defending themselves and was wearing a uniform of the Da Corporation. So now it seems like a false flag operation to try to trick the main on Tatho government into just saying, all right, that's it, we have to go to war with the Phylari. And Junda has been taken prisoner, well, sort of, or at least, you know, captured and pulled away by the Phylari. And the Phylari convinced Junda that the Antatho government and the Da Corporation are the real villains and ultimately get her to fight with them. But they're saying they just want to protect this temple. There is this temple that's on their land that everybody wants to investigate and check out. And, you know, we don't know where it came from and we don't know what the deal is with it, but it's on our land. And, you know, we're just going to protect it because it's here and this is us. And so that is what they're saying, but it turns out that maybe it's a little bit more complicated than that as well. And the series has been out for a while, so, you know, we're full spoiler here, but it turns out Cordova wasn't killed at all. He's alive. He was rescued by the people in the convoy and taken to the Da Corporation CEO's personal Bacta tank to be healed. So, yeah, typical Star Wars. If you don't actually, like, see the dead body, then, yeah, you can't necessarily presume they're dead. And so it turns out that the, you know, Da Corporation, you know, apparently hired local people to act as their security forces so local Antothans could be wearing those uniforms except it was Phylari that they hired apparently or at least so we're being told so it was actually Phylari 
local security forces acting on behalf of the Da Corporation, but still attacking this convoy to make it seem like the Da Corporation was trying to create a false flag operation and make things awful. Yeah, it's just, it's, it gets super twisty and complicated, basically. But the Phylari get the war that they are looking for, apparently, even though, you know, they are saying, no, we're not looking for a war, but we are looking for a war. And we know what the deal is with this temple, by the way. We're not just protecting it, and we just weren't quite ready to use it. But ultimately, we want to, you know, destroy the Ontothans and take over this planet and then you know kick the republic off of it and be separated from the republic because we never wanted to be part of the republic in the first place and i'm saying it's twisty but i gotta tell you rosenberg matthew rosenberg does execute it very well like you know just the layers peeling away from this onion and the you know events with the monks and the trandoshans definitely kind of inform the rationale and cordova and junda come back and talk about this from time to time as they're trying to figure this out but meanwhile in this temple cordova has been seeing like some you know unique writings on the temple walls and is trying to record them for posterity and bring them back to the jedi to see if you know there are secrets to the temple that could be translated whatever energy weapon it is that they bring out the Farlari bring out is like some crazy kind of blaster that they are completely outnumbered and yet they're able to turn the tide against the superior forces of the Da Corporation bearing down on them so whatever weapon situation this was was pretty significant except that because they've raised the stakes and because the Republic finally shows up in the form of Jedi Masters Mace Windu and Luminari Undula and a couple others. Yeah, they now take the fight to the Phylari and the temple is damaged and the energy spheres all go like energy spheres that they have in there somehow. We don't know what the deal is with them just yet, but it's unstable and everything goes kablooey and there's not much left except apparently there is something left and some survivors left because as this series has been unfolding, there's been sort of a years later prologue in every issue, which features the second sister, one of the Inquisitors, and the second sister is actually prominently featured in the Jedi Fallen Order game, where they arrive on Ontotho and they're trying to pacify it, except for this one cell that has been holding out and causing all of the stormtroopers problems. So the Inquisitor shows up with her purge troopers to find out what's up, and they lay waste to the rest of the joint, and they find the data pad that Cordova had apparently left behind when he'd been uh, blindsided by the Phylari leader at one point. And somehow this is leading the second sister to realize that this has something to do not just with Serjunda but with Cal Kestis. We get Cal Kestis's name dropped in this one as well. And I should say too that the you know whole events of this series are events that ultimately lead the council to elevate Sir Junda from the rank of Padawan to the rank of Jedi Knight. And they also mentioned the fact that there was a moment where she was able to commune with Force-sensitive children on Ontotho as well as part of this whole thing. So between this and also the High Republic story arc that we talked about last week with Keeve Trennis, it does seem like the notion of Jedi trials is you know, a little bit slippery in the sense that yes, you know, you can construct Jedi trials for someone, like I think even Vernestra Rowe talked about them in A Test of Courage, and you know said like they're different for different people and it you know is designed to test you know multiple aspects of a jedi's skill but 
you know, there's also a lot of wiggle room in the sense that, you know, when they think somebody's ready to take the trials, if there is something going on where, you know, it's a significant event and, you know, all of their skills are being tested, it may be enough to say, hey, that was a lot of crazy stuff that you just went through. So we think that counts. And so, yeah, there you go. You're being elevated. So that happened with Vernestra Rowe and with Keeve Trennis and happened with Sir Junda as well. And so there you go, that's a Spinner Sunday rundown on the prequel to the Jedi Fallen Order video game, which was Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple. And for what it's worth, you know, we say Dark Temple, or it says Dark Temple, but no indication that it's a Sith thing or anything like that. Don't know, don't know. But maybe there will be something about that in the Jedi Fallen Order game, which, you know, I'm sure that information's out there, and yeah, maybe we'll be talking about it soon. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the show, and it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.